So you find yourself descending down the stair. You take just a couple steps down and you hear the sound of stone on stone and the altar moves back into place, uh, covering any of the light that was coming in from above. It's now you are in complete darkness. We see your eyes do that like cat thing where the they reflect like even the small amount of light and they glow. You can see with your dark vision that the, yes, the stairway spirals down and begins uh, descending into where you don't know. All right. Uh, have I made it to the bottom of the staircase? You continue walking and eventually you come to a uh, end of the staircase. <laughs> In front of you, the staircase just ends. Looking down, you see that uh, the staircase just stops. And below you is a, looks like, some sort of natural cave formation. You see a, uh, a room that has stalactites and stalagmites all over the, well, stalactites on the ceiling and stalagmites on the floor. There are three pools of water. Well, not probably quite water, but like a sulfurish, uh, green, yellow mixture roiling and bubbling in two of them. One of them appears to be completely empty. So three of these pools in this room, and then uh, marching in groups of three are uh, four groups of skeletons. Four groups of three, I should say. Okay. And I know it sounds like a lot, but skeletons are... You know, four is a lot of, four groups of three, 12 skeletons are a lot of skeletons, but of skeletons. theoretically, I mean, you could. Say, so we talking Dark Souls skeletons where I should be extremely worried? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh, dear God, no. Uh, and then behind you is a giant rolling ball of skeletons. Uh, you die. Oh, good. Just kidding. No, okay. Good Indiana Jones, that's the... That would be mean. Uh, yeah, so that's what, that's what you see. So three groups of... Four groups of three skeletons kind of wandering around aimlessly in this room. And then uh, those three pools, but one of them appears to be empty. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, hmm. where do you even begin? Uh, have the skeletons seen me yet? No, they're oh, not okay. particularly. They're just like wandering, shambling around. Um, they've got rusty short swords in their hands mm -hmm. um, and just w w wandering around semi-aimlessly. So potentially hostile. Okay. Correct, but not yet. Okay. You could try to romance them and get the Mass Effect very graphic uh, sex scene. <laughs> I, will, I will keep that in mind. We'll call this part bone to pick. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you you lose a million experience points. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Can't even be mad at that. No. Not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. Okay. Mm. Well, first things first. going to hide myself because that's how I do. Mm -hmm. um, but how big is this room? Oh, it's probably... I didn't give it exact measurements, but it's pretty big. Mm -hmm. uh, Beyond the scope of my uh, dark vision? Just on the edges. You can see the whole room, but y your dark vision 60 feet, right? Mm -hmm. We'll just say this room for the sake of convenience is 60 feet across. Okay. Okay. Not 60 mm -hmm. inches. 60 inches across. Yep. Five feet across. <laughs> All the, ske the skeletons are just clipping into the environment geometry. <laughs> it's a Bethesda dungeon. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just standing there T-posed because they haven't spawned yet. Uh, right people to make those jokes with. Yeah, um, we're really cool. <laughs> hmm. So two of the pools are bubbling and sulfuric, correct? Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. And I've been reading my spell Mage Hand. Uh-huh. Or Cantrip, I should say. Uh-huh. And I, my guess is that is ethereal, and things can't necessarily be cupped in said hand. Or is that true? Uh, if, so are you asking if ethereal things can be so, cupped in? So my, my guess is, what is the Mage Hand made up of? And if so, I'm curious if I can use it to mess around with that liquid. Sure. Well, I'm just going to read it so that... 
our audience, our listeners know. So, Mage Hand, a spectral floating hand appears at a point you choose within range. The hand lasts for the duration or until you dismiss it with an action. You can use your action to control the hand. You can use the hand to manipulate an object, open an unlocked door or container, stow or retrieve an item from an open container, or pour the contents out of a vial. You can move the hand up to 30 feet each time you use it. So, in answer to your question, it, the hand does exert force on objects. It does open and hold jars or containers, so theoretically, it could cup and hold whatever that liquid is that's roiling and churning inside of those two pools. Okay, okay. Uh, so I guess my next uh, question is looking around, is there some kind of door or anything that I need to get past? Or Roll perception for me, please. Okay. 14 plus 3, 17. Uh, you see across the room, up again, up into the ceiling, uh, there are stairs that go up and disappear into the kind of natural landscape of the room. Okay. Mm-kay. So in a way, it looks like several paths branch and lead into this spot. And then, of course, you see the empty... Uh, pool that is uh like on the basically the farthest opposite side of the room from you okay so how far away am i compared to the first group of skeletons oh so you're you're probably 25 to 30 feet up in the air and then lateral like horizontal distance if you don't take into account your like literal vertical distance is maybe like five to ten feet okay okay so about 10 feet up and 35 feet away. Okay. I did not think I would have to use the equation for slope <laughs> <laughs> in my game of D&D. Here we I are. really hate that my algebra teacher was right. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Goodale. You're going to need it. You were, an, you were an a-hole. You were mean to me. <laughs> I was bad at math, and that wasn't okay in your eyes. So I'm going to take this moment with my audience and say, Fuck you, Mr. Goodale. There. <laughs> I feel better. Anyway, what were we doing? Ripping some scabs off is what we were doing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's open that jar of childhood trauma right now, shall we? Woo-hoo. All right. (laughs) So I think what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to steadily make my way down to the floor because how close am I compared to the nearest boiling pool? Uh, You're five to ten feet of horizontal distance away from one of the pools. And you are, you know, 25 feet up in the air. 25 feet up in the air. I think I'm going to make my way down about halfway because uh, I have an idea to use my mage hand to try to get some of the liquid in the closest pool into the third one. Now, where is the second one compared to where I am? Um, so if just for the sake of convenience for our collective imaginations, we'll okay. say that they're sort of evenly spaced. So the this one is right close to you. Mm-hmm. And then the next pool is about equidistant. Um, in so, the middle between the empty pool and then the, the pool that you're at. So okay. we'll say maybe that's like 35 or 40 feet, and then the last pool is all the way at the other side, so about 60 feet away. Okay, so got to get closer. All right. Um, so you're going to try to climb down. I'm going to try to climb down. We'll see what happens. Great. Uh, could you please roll acrobatics for me? All right, acrobatic roll. 19 God damn four. it. Ye- you have not you hit uh, so uh Don't, it'll come to an end <laughs> that's true but truthfully so the other bard that played before you mm-hmm. did not roll well very much at all and <laughs> you've just been crushing it so that sucks for her so you there can only be one very skillfully uh begin to climb down the uh side of the wall okay have any of the Skeletons perceived my descent. Um, I don't remember what. Let me just look up skeletons. I don't. Let's see. Skeletons. Skeletons. Okay. No. Okay. Why did I put only monsters that can't see shit in this dungeon? <laughs> it's all right. 
No, they don't see you. They're still like shambling around complaining about how Phyllis probably ate their lunch in the refrigerator, even though it was clearly marked with Dale's name. I like that they, uh, please tell me their rusted armor has name tags on. Yeah, it does. Hi, my name is Dale. Beautiful. Hi, my name is Phyllis. Good. Makes the uh, dungeon seem like home. (laughs) All right. So, hmm. Where? About how heavy are these skeletons, would you say? Oh, I don't know. They're they're the weight of a skeleton. Good. They are... That's a good question. Probably like 60 to 70 pounds because they're just bone. And it's not like they're armored. They're just... Uh, they're just literal naked skeletons with uh, just carrying a short sword. So maybe, yeah. We'll just call them like 70 pounds, I guess. Okay. Okay. You need to... (laughs) I will kill you. (laughs) I will crush you with a stalactite from the ceiling. (laughs) There there will be no skeleton orgy in this episode. Um, Okay. So Well, I was... It's not over yet. Um, Because I was thinking with Mage Hand, if I can get one of them close, I can just push him into the pool, but... That can't carry more than 10 pounds, so I doubt it could exert enough force to topple a 70-pound skeleton. That's correct. So. There's actually a there's a specific spell to do that sort of thing. This spell is very much meant to dexterous, dextri, dex, dexterously, yes, dexterously manipulate and handle small objects. Okay. Okay. There is a spell that does that, but it is very specifically like a an exertion of physical force. Okay. All right, well, now that I've climbed down, how close am I to the first group of skeletons? Um, Ten feet. Ten feet, all right. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull my... Uh, I'm going to stop before I say anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's like chess. When you say you've done something, it's too late. It's, it's in play now. Hmm. I... Let's see. Now, how close... So you said there was four groups of three or three groups of four? Four groups of three. Four groups of three. <laughs> yep. It's all in the details. Yep. Because uh, I'm curious, how close together are they clumped? So if, uh, let's say for, you know, hypothetically speaking, um, the uh, I want to get just one group away from the rest. Is that plausible? Uh, so since there's four of them, mm-hmm. there's always going to be at least one group that's within a turn of coming in to help. Okay. But there will be, at all times, two of them that will require an entire round to go by before they can move to attack. Okay. Okay. So realistically, if you can do enough damage to a group, you'll only be mobbed by two more. <laughs> and again, you've got, you've, got, you've got some health potions, I and do. I do. Not, you've got some spells. I do. You've got some bardic inspiration. I mean... I I'm not, I don't want to tell you how you should die. Right. But I'm not terribly stacked. I'm just... Hmm. Let's see. I think what I'm going to do... Let's see. Let's see. In the second pool is 30 feet away, right? Yep. I think what I'm going to do... And how, like, how good... Like, these guys can't see anything, can they? No. Well... It's not that they can't see anything. They're just not, uh, they're not very intelligent. Mm. Therefore, they don't really mm. think intuitively or like. Now, um, resistance wise, like, let's say I take a pot shot at him with my hand crossbow mm-hmm. because they don't know where I am. Mm-hmm. Would that be worth it? Or I guess, like, you know, will that, cause will, them... will that hurt them? Yeah. That's what you're asking. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're not, uh, I don't think skeletons are resistant to. Nope. Okay. Uh, actually, do you want to roll a uh, uh, make an insight roll for me, please? Okay. Seventeen plus one, eighteen. So, skeletons have a damage weakness to bludgeoning damage, bludgeoning. which unfortunately I don't think you have any bludgeoning not weapons. Even, not even a little bit. Um. <laughs> these whimsical hands don't yeah. bludgeon it's yep. all about finesse but they do not have any damage resistances um, okay. and they are immune to poison but I don't think you have any that's okay so poisoning is the rogue's way out yeah true <laughs> true alright so I think 
uh, because they can't see me yet. I think I'm going to take my hand crossbow out mm-hmm. and take a pot shot for, at the f- nearest skeleton. All right. Okay. So... So I'm just going to organize them by group, and they're going to do, when we, I'm just doing a little bit of housekeeping really quick. Uh, When we do initiative, we're going to do group initiative, so I don't have to roll initiative for 12 guys. Um, So each group will go at the same time. Or excuse, like, a group will all attack together. Okay, so Um, if I get one, I get them all. No, just so that uh, they will have their own uh, hit die. And if you do... uh, more than their hit die, they die. Okay. Um, but yeah, go ahead and roll an attack. Um, 20? Yep. Okay. And, you know, it's your first time, and I don't want to do anything that would you would regret, but uh, if you want to use Bardic Inspiration, you can certain that's a tool at your disposal. We'll see what happens. Okay. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then go for it. All right. 15. Okay, that's a hit. Okay. And then... Okay, and then damage. So hand crossbow is, I believe it's a D6. Um, shoot. Why do I... Oh, yeah, it's 1D6 piercing damage. Okay. So roll a D6 for me. Six. Okay. So one of the skeletons uh, poofs into uh, into dust. Um and uh, all of the skeletons simultaneously turn and look from where the uh, crossbow bolt came from. And everyone roll initiative. Me too. Yep. Cool. Oh, no. And here's where it starts. <laughs> but you got all those good rolls on everything else. Yeah, yeah. They're gone now, Paul. <laughs> Just like you. Womp womp. All right. First, I'll just letter them groups A through D. The pause there was because I couldn't remember what the fourth letter of the alphabet was. Um, wow. The one group of skeletons. I think their dexterity is minus one. So you think you may actually... Oh, no, it's not. They've actually got good dexterity. Uh, kind of have something. Yeah. So that group goes at nine. Second group goes at nine. Third group goes at 10. Fourth group. Okay. Yeah, six. Plus uh, plus your initiative. Plus my initiative. Oh, sorry. It's at the top middle of the page. Top middle. Ah, plus three, so nine. Nice. So, Pades, you you go second. Uh, so, uh, Group C, I'm just going to make a crude sketch here. Do, 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 do. And there's pool, 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 your little stairs that you came down. Pades is right here. Skelly. Skelly, Skelly, and Skelly. Okay. Um, and so group C, so I did these vertically. Whoa. Oh, my headphones just went out for a second. So uh, they're going to take their move, and they're going to move halfway across the room towards you. Okay. Uh, Paid, it's your turn. Okay. All right. So which? Uh, so so there's groups? one group that has two left. Let's say I feel like I need to clean them up right quick, but I think I need to put some distance between between them. So I think I'm going to use my movement and get around the side of that pool, put nice. some distance in between that first group and me. And I think I'm going to, let's see, now the reloading the crossbow, crossbow bolt, that's going to be a bonus action, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to reload and I want to try to take another pot shot at another one of the nearest group. Nice. That's, that's the one with two, correct? Yep. Yep. So, uh, yep, roll your d20, yep. Okay. One. Oh, no. 
All right. So you, uh, like, rushing around behind the pool, you're trying to get this crossbow bolt loaded, and you end up just, uh, like, completely using your whole turn trying to get the... the, uh, the Jammed. Yeah, it's jammed. Lone Star. All right. Next is groups A and B. Group A is the one that has the in- that is minus two, um, so they're going to make it to you uh, this turn. I'd say are they within melee range of me? Yeah, because they were okay. only fifteen feet away, so okay. they can move the thirty feet to get to you, okay. and then attack you. Okay. So two skellies coming in hot. Uh, one misses, rolls a five, and the other misses, rolls a ten. Your AC is sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um. Group B that has all three skellies mm-hmm. uh, is going to. It's going to take their both of their full moves to get to you, so they can't actually attack you. But you've got two, so you've got five skellies on you right now. Okay. And then lastly, Group D is going to go, and they're going to get halfway across the room. They've still got another turn before they're going to hit you okay. or be able to attack you. Uh, top of the turn order, first group of skellies that moved are going to move again, and then they're going to double move. Okay, so surround it. Yep. Cool. All right, Pades, your turn. Okay. Okay, so here's a question. Mm -hmm. So is the use of a cantrip, um, when it comes down to this, Mm -hmm. that's a bonus move, I assume? It is just dictated by the casting time. Okay, so one action. All right. Cool. All right. I feel like it's time because I can feel like death like looming over me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I need to insult somebody, so good. I'll use vicious mockery. Oh, good. All right. Well, can you read the spell for us? All right. Please. You unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments at a creature you see within range. If the target can hear you, though it need not understand you, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next roll it makes before the end of its next turn. All right. So wisdom save. I'm not super good at these, but I roll a... Even with a minus 2, I roll a 16. Okay. Which uh, it has to beat your spell save DC, which is 8 plus your spell modifier, which is 4, from charisma mm-hmm. plus your proficiency bonus is two so it has to beat a 14 in order to save and it rolled a 16 so it does save okay sorry paids <sighs> it's been a while since i've insulted anybody that's okay all right let's see so so i still have two actions left correct well you have your yeah uh, you have One your move bonus. action and your bonus action okay so what i think i'm going to do let's see because i've Got how many on each side? Seven and five? <laughs> uh, you've got five on one end and then three on the other. Okay. Well, we're going for broke here because uh, do I have a grappling hook in my... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to... This is going to be an action to pull that out and swing it, right? Uh, yeah. If you roll well enough, mm-hmm. I'll... Uh, You'll allow it. I'll allow it, yeah. All right. This is where I'm like less rules-focused and more like... Hmm, this could be cool, which is way more interesting. Right. So what are you trying to do with the grappling hook? So You're trying to I Batman would, your way out I'm of there? I'm trying to bat my way over, <laughs> over this pool. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So you take the grappling hook. You're like fending them off with your rapier and uh, roll a, I guess it would be like a, oh, what would that be? Probably like an acrobatics, acrobatics. roll. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight. Um, you still have your bonus action, so if you wanted to roll your Bardic mm-hmm. Inspiration, because eight is not going to do it. I do. All right. That's a four, six, four of these rise, right? Uh, well, so you, you can spend them one at a time mm-hmm. um, and use that single dice to add to a roll. So you can't roll all four at once. Okay. You roll one at a time. Right. I didn't explain that very well. Okay. Can I do that again? Yep. Gotta do that again. Okay. Do so it. This is where this is where it ends. Now that would be eight plus four plus my be acrobatics. You said. Yep. So that's sixteen. Nice. 
So that's that's good enough for me to uh, like the I guess describe the scene for me. All right. Describe what this I, looks like. I very quickly quickly whip the grappling hook around, throw it up in the air, hoping to the all gods that I catch one of the uh, stalagmites or stalactites. I forget. I'm tight because they hang onto the ceiling. They hang, so they're tight. So, so I wrap around one of them and jump and manage to barely barely clear the pool but i have made some distance around uh around the pool getting away from these skeletons and okay so uh we'll we'll say you're now like in the middle of the room uh there are uh yeah so those skeletons are all the way over here so there's only one group of skeletons that are in the middle of the room now okay. essentially with you um and it cost you uh so yeah you cost you all of your bardic inspiration to do that good Worth, worth it. <laughs> worth it. It it was cool, uh, and now it is the skeletons' turn. No bard stuff. <laughs> the skeletons like look at each other, very confused at what just happened, and turn around and uh, use their move to um, their one turn away from you, Pades. Okay. Uh, top of the turn order, uh, first group of skellies. Those are the ones that are actually in the middle of the room, and they're going to make attacks on you. All three of them are. Okay. First one rolls a, a one. Uh, so I'll give you an opportunity attack on on him. So you you swing in, and there's a skeleton that comes at you with its short sword held up high, but it's in a very vulnerable position. I to channel my inner Errol Flynn right now. All right. Eight. Eight plus your attack. Uh, yeah, plus your, uh, so next to rapier, the plus... Uh, plus five. Plus five. Eight plus five, 13. so 13. Uh, you missed it by one. Ah. If you had a bardic inspiration, you probably could have done it. might have been it. able to do it. That's okay, Batman. <laughs> it's fine. You don't lose anything. It was just a, it was a free attack. And uh, you go to, like, jab him, but the rapier just, like, goes right through his rib cage and doesn't actually hurt him in any way. Right, right. This guy <coughs> hasn't got the guts. Two more skellies in this group. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> The first one hits and does uh, one damage. The third one uh, misses. All right. Your turn, Pades. Ow, I can feel the tetanus. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to use my first turn. Uh, well, swords are out. Might as well start crossing blades. Yep. All right. Um, but I also want to pull my dagger out, too. Is there a... Like a dual wield? Yes. Yes, but you use your bonus action to attack with dual wielding, mm -hmm. and your weapon that's in your offhand is rolled at disadvantage, unless you take a special ability that allows you to dual wield. Okay. So yes, you can do that. It's mm -hmm. just your second... You don't get your bonus action, mm -hmm. and you uh, your second attack is going to be less good. Okay. Well, I don't think it's worth it then. So we're going to stick to the rapier. Okay. Um, and just... Uh, Go at the guy that I uh, you try, try to make sure you get the point. Yep, and he, and he didn't. Oh, God, <laughs> bard life. <laughs> so yeah, make your attack roll for me. D twenty plus five. So twenty four. That's a hit. Uh, so now roll damage, which is uh, I think it's a D eight plus your dex, which you is this one. That guy. All right. So three plus my modifiers plus another three, so six. Nice. Um, these guys have five health, so that kills him. Uh, what does it look like when you kill this guy? It's the All one right. that you already had skewered, but didn't do anything to. <laughs> so while I go for the second skewer, I, you know, very offhandedly mentioned, well, somebody hasn't got the guts <laughs> and I bring my rapier up through his chest <laughs> and he just poofs into bone dust oh man whatever so if you end up dying in here whatever part of the dungeon turns into like your character is just going to be full of really bad dad jokes i hope so all right now it's the other groups um they have all made it into melee at this point so there are now uh five five skeleton attacks coming in hot good first one uh, 17, which hits. So you take five damage. Ooh, wow. Second skeleton hits, and you take one damage. Third skeleton misses. Fourth skeleton 
misses. Fifth skeleton hits. Last attack from this these groups, two damage. So seven total? Yep. Okay. We're not dead yet. All right, first group of skeletons that are down to two, so two skeleton attacks. And they have now just surrounded you, and right. you're just doing everything you can to fend off what attacks you can. They're not very skilled attacks, but it's the sheer volume of them mm-hmm. that is beginning to overwhelm you. Um, first attack from that group hits. You take three damage. Second skeleton from that group misses. Now it's your turn again, Pades. Okay, we did not think this one through. Okay, so what do we got over here? Okay, so what does fairy fire do? Like gives me advantage or stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. It's probably not gonna be that useful. No. There's I don't think a lot of my stuff is gonna be very Yeah, bard's useful. bard spells are um they're more utility than damage. Mm-hmm. Whereas a wizard has some utility. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they actually have all the bard spells too, but um, have mm-hmm. a lot of damage spells too. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the likelihood of me breaking through? Just out of curiosity, you can you can just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it means that anyone engaged in melee gets an opportunity attack, so they get to make a free attack on you. But mm-hmm. you can do you can go wherever you want, do whatever you want to do. Okay. So, how many would be swinging at me if I make an opportunity if I try to break through? Two, four, six, eight. All right, so I'm in trouble no matter what I do. Is pretty much, pretty much is, is what I'm uh, what I'm hearing. Yep. All right, so, so, so I think what I'm going to do. Hmm, let's see. Just out of curiosity, what's the intelligence score on these guys? Uh, I'm I can't give you the exact score, but it's not very good. Okay, so less than four, maybe. My, that'd be my guess. Um, but, actually, I don't know if it's. I don't think it's less than four, because I, I'm, I'm assuming you're asking because one of your spells affects creatures. But if they have less than four, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's let's see what Skelly's. Nope. Their yeah, their intelligence is greater than four. Oh, well, that's a, keep that in mind. All right. So. Hmm. Screw the pooch on this one. That's okay. Hey, that's what's uh, that's what's fun now. Now the circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. Uh, games are really boring when everything goes your way. Hey, right. <laughs> they are very much not going your way right now. And you would be right. Hmm. Hmm. Now, what is the likelihood of getting them to not look at me? Pretty low. Pretty low. Yep. Pretty, pretty low. Near, okay. nearly impossible. Nearly impossible. They're right there. They have the smell of uh, a smell of barred flesh. Barred flesh. And who could blame them for that? It's delicious. That's what the, tastes uh, like lavender. That's what the local brothel lady said. <laughs> right before the dagger in the lung. But I digress. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you can always try to make a dash for the empty pool and hope yeah. that there's something to catch you. Or is there? Any like like a mound of anything nearby that if I were to cause something to fall over, make like a, a rush or something? Oh, like like a cave in or something? Yeah. Um, I mean, you could certainly try to like yank down a stalagmite or something with your grappling hook. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like bringing in the cave, mm-hmm. I don't know that mm-hmm. outside of like a magical explosion or mm-hmm. some sort of like alchemical explosion. I'm not sure that there's really anything that you could Any use. Any means to do so. Correct. Okay. okay. Good question, though. Okay. Hmm. Man, backs against the wall. Well, I feel like I need to. I need to get them out in front of me. So I guess let's. Hmm. And just for so mechanically speaking, if you were to to move to try to get them like on one side of you, hmm. the the term surrounding you mm-hmm. uh again we're not playing with like a grid mm-hmm. so i'm not being very diligent about how many mm-hmm. sides they're taking up or whatever which also means that in if we were using a grid and they had completely surrounded you you can't 
actually leave you can't go through a square that's occupied by another person but mm-hmm. not using a grid i don't care that's too much mental math for me so mm-hmm. um, we know how well i would went. just if you wanted to get away from them you, you kind of essentially can't because okay. on their movement phase they would just move it's back where i was so there's no yeah point. Okay. so essentially your options are stand and fight mm-hmm. or okay. jump into one of the pools or jump into the empty hole kind of want to jump in the empty hole but i don't know if that's going to gain me anything i mean there's probably not a gargoyle in that hole <laughs> probably not this time um but you know what i think it's either i stand here and die or i jump in a hole and die well mm. i'm gonna i think i'm gonna follow what a bar would usually do so i'm gonna jump in a hole and die cool <laughs> um <clears throat> you also have that potion of feather fall i do so i'd like to pop that and jump into that hole and hope for the best okay so uh in mechanically speaking mm-hmm. bonus action to pull out this potion from your uh pack and it's mm-hmm. this like light blue uh potion and you suck it down it tastes <laughs> like lavender it tastes like lavender yeah <laughs> and uh you you know you're fending off these attacks from the skeletons and you see the empty pit or the empty uh the empty pool in front of you and you just decide to make a break for it all right, so all of these skeletons are going to get an attack on you as you try to run away. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like ten. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, ten attacks. Good. Uh, first one misses. Second one rolls a one. Um, so we'll just say he hits one of the other skeletons and they lose an attack. So three attacks. Fourth attack. Misses. Fifth attack. Misses sixth attack, critically fails, so they lose another. We'll go up to the eighth attack. Misses ninth attack, crits. So that's two d6 damage. Takes six. And last, tenth attack, misses. Wow, all of that, and only one crit. I feel once I get up to that hole, I'm going to backflip off, flipping them off as I... (laughs) (laughs) Slowly but surely fall into this hole, hoping for the best. Satisfied with myself that if I hit something hard at the bottom, it was worth it. Okay, I'm just making a couple quick notes. So, um, so feather fall basically means you don't fall at like maximum velocity. You just like slowly descend. So you jump into this hole and you're just like slowly going down and down and you can see there is a, uh, um, there's a like rope tied into an eye hole that's like anchored into, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet down the pool and there's a rope that just goes down also. And you're just slowly floating, slowly floating and what feels like a minute or two of slowly floating down, you pass into an enormous cave. And in like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think what it would be like. It's it's like if an air airport hangar or an airplane hangar, just the room just completely opens up. Yes. Okay. And uh, you can't see uh, the where the walls are. Okay, and you so slowly, slowly descend, and you look down, and you can actually see that there's, like, water below you. Like, you see the reflection of um, the small amount of light that exists down here. And you land on the water, and your feet go about, like, one inch. So there's just, like, just this, like, one or two inches of water that runs all the way across this room. Okay. And it's completely silent. Okay. All right. So I think what I'm going to do is, so for spells, all right, uh, if I can get a refresher on mm-hmm. how many I can do, because mm-hmm. I know I'm looking at these, and a lot of them I don't think are going to do me very good. At least that's what I'm going to mm-hmm. assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so for level one, I would get four total, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now for two, would I have essentially like the three 
And if I wanted to use up a one slot, would that be however many I've left or? Yeah, so you could use, you cannot cast a second level spell uh-huh. as a first level spell. Okay. But you could cast a first level spell as a second level spell and use the second level spell slot that you have, okay. right? Because we're uh-huh. thinking of it in terms of this like spell gun and spell slots are chambers in the gun. Right. I think you have two second level spell slots. Is that correct? Three. Three? Yep. So you have three chambers that you could take a first level spell and cast as a second level. Okay. But it doesn't go reverse. Like you can't cast a second level as a first level. Okay. It goes up, just not back. That's correct. So let's say, for instance, I'd like to, could I use a one and a two and cast the same spell twice? Yes. Yep. Bards can cast the same spell as many times as they want. They're just using those spell slots, if that makes sense. That makes sense. I think for now, um, I'm going to use two lesser healing potions. Okay. So the lessers, they heal 2d4 plus 2 health. Okay. Um, D4s are the little pyramid-shaped ones. So two two of those. Okay. Um, And then the total plus two. Two at the top facing me. Yep. Yep. Right, so four, so four and six total for for that potion. Right, it's twenty for the first one. All right. Now for the second one. Ah, oh, good old stumpy. Yeah. All right. And then we've got another three four. And one plus two is so six. So mm-hmm. Twenty-six. Nice. Stumpy, it's a shame we couldn't find one for your left hand. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Rip. R-A-P digits. All right. Okay, so um, here's a question. So crossbow bolt-wise, do I have a finite number? And if so, how no. many? You okay. have a, we'll say an infinite number. Okay. You don't, but I don't really care about tracking that. That's fair. Um, so... I need to find out because I'm right dead center in the middle, and uh, the room is bigger than the uh, than your vision than my vision can see. So mm-hmm. we're talking anywhere from so it, it's at least five to three hundred feet. Yep. easily. All right. Yep. So, um, and what is the range of the hand crossbow? Because I, I guess I'm trying to see oh. if I can shoot something and get it to ricochet off, so I have an idea if a wall even exists. Max range is uh, 120 feet. 120 feet. Well, that's twice what I can see. Yeah. And I've got infinite crossbow bolts, so and, why not? Yeah. I was going to say, and if you happen to light the crossbow bolt on fire, you could actually, like, mm-hmm. see it travel. I don't. Do I have the ability to do that? Yeah, your Dungeoneer's pack comes that's with right, flint and steel. I've got a flint and steel. So I think I'm going to. See, aren't I a nice DM? You are a very forgiving DM. Well, I, it would be unfun if I killed you by you just being new at the game. That's fair. What's fun is killing you. <laughs> just, I mean, yeah. Yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> there, um, there you go. So, yeah, you load up the crossbow. I think I'm going to shoot it off to my left. Cool. Let's see if, if uh, I can see what's going on. Okay. With all my luck, I'm standing in a pool. Gap. You don't need to roll to hit. You just do it. Okay. We see this arrow sail across the room, and it... Uh, I don't think I actually said how big this room was, but we'll just say it is... We'll just call it 200 feet across. Okay. And I'm dead center in the middle. Yep. So, 100 foot. So we see this arrow that's lit streak across the room, and you can see it reflect across the water that goes all the way across uh, on the floor of the room. Okay. And the arrow strikes at the other side of the wall, but the wall on the other side is strange. It's like this, it almost looks like scales, and then you see the wall move. And uh, so... The wall slides sideways and begins circling around the room. Good. Good. And uh, you see the wall get skinnier and then disappear. And then behind it is this like shiny black, uh, like a like an onyx uh, sort of texture and sheen. Can I seduce it? 
good. Yes. Um, so, it's, my guess is that, uh, is this a living creature that means to do me harm? I mean, that's a given, but, um, um, I guess I'm going to spend, I'm going to, I want to cast, well, first question before I go that far, <laughs> um, it's like chess, um, Let's see, this doesn't have a 30 feet, so how close am I to this? Because I know the the room has squeezed in rather Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. if, if that's... No, the room did not get smaller. It's just the wall, as if there is this enormous, mm-hmm. like, wall that moved. It just moved out of the way of that wall. You can't see the other side. You don't know where the rest of it went. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like the room got smaller. Mm-hmm. The thing just moved, exposing part of that wall. And all of a sudden I see, is it in the flame of the fire arrow to, that I see this onyx? Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. So I think what I'm going to do first, because I don't know if the water in this room drops off, is I'm going to take a few steps and I'm going to use my fancy like retractable tambourine, because I hate that instrument, but you know, what are you going to do when... Your lung capacity isn't going to use that. <laughs> um, so just, you know, every once in a while, chuck it in, pull it out. Chuck okay. it in, pull it out. So the, we... Uh, uh, the, check the depth in the room. Make sure I don't fall into something I shouldn't. We we get this... The camera angle shifts now, and we get this lowered perspective of, like, this camera that's almost sitting at water height and we see you in frame in like the top right corner of the frame and we see you toss this tambourine like towards where the camera sits and it lands right in front of the camera and makes this loud as it splashes into the water and the stupid little annoying symbols hit Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the room begins shaking violently can't say i blame it and then there there's a sound that is emitted that is so low you don't really hear it as much as you feel it. Uh, anyone out there that has played God of War, the new one, mm-hmm. the world serpent when the world serpent talks, that's basically the sound that you feel. Good. Coming from behind you. Good. Hm. Um, you know, I'm going to call out, uh, from what I know of the world serpent, which isn't much, I've heard things, bards hear things like, you know, um, I'm gonna call out to it and see if it tries to see if we can have a conversation. Uh, you're gonna try to talk to it in common. I am. Yes. Okay. First things first. Okay. Uh, and so you don't. Kn- and I, I should preface: you don't know if it's like the world serpent or just another like mm, gigantic something let's, legendary let's snake. It hasn't killed me yet, so let's chat. <laughs> yep. Uh, roll a dex save for me. Twenty. Yep. That'd be six plus three, so nine. You say, uh, what do you say to it? Nope, sorry. Line's on the bottom, so it's a nine, so Mm -hmm. 12. So what do you say to it? Hello, creature. I mean you no harm. If you mean me the same, let me know. (laughs) More of the... And you hear the sound of rushing water. So that's a no. (laughs) And then your vision is filled with this open maw that is coming right for you. Oh, good. You go to dive. Your deck save was to get out of the way. Okay. You go to get out of the way, and it's the maw is too big, and it's gulping up all of this water, and it it catches you in its jaws. Good. Now what? Uh, roll initiative. All right. And let's just hope you go first. 18. I feel like Stumpy should have owed me an extra potion. <laughs> so so uh, it's a tie. Um, okay. But in this game, uh, I give ties 
usually I give ties to the player. So I'll give you, uh, so you're now in this thing's mouth as it's rushing across. You, you think maybe it's so big it doesn't actually know if it's eating me. It's just trying to like swallow everything in this area. So what do you do? You're, you're like, like maybe pushed up against one of these things, one of those things, giant teeth. Okay. Well, hmm. you're in quite the pickle. I am quite the, in quite the pickle, you know, bard life or bard death soon, I, f- I feel. So um, I think I'm going to pull my dagger out, see if I can get the thing to open its mouth again. Okay. Just jab it right under a tooth. Oh, God. Like a really uh, stubborn oh. Dorito. Okay, do it. Uh, you just need to get better. Th- just don't crit fail. What is this? Yeah, I think now that I've said it, I think you're going to. Here it comes. 16. Okay, perfect. So you jab into the thing and you see uh, deep black blood emanate from the uh, from the spot under the tooth. And the thing roars so loud. Make a uh, constitution save for me. So it's a d20. Okay. And then at the top of your sheet, see where it says saving throws? Top left. Yes. So look for constitution. So two. Yep. So you add two to this roll. Okay. Four. You, <laughs> the, uh, the roar from inside its mouth is so loud from the pain, you become immediately deafened. Uh, you feel you actually feel your eardrums explode from the, um, from the sound coming through this thing's mouth. Good. And, uh, uh, it yeah, it opens its mouth to ejecting you out, uh, and you roll in the water to the side um, as this thing's enormous body, like a like a like a train, goes screaming past you. And the uh, well, you don't actually hear anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You just hear um, what? Do deaf people hear anything? Is, as it just feel vibrations. Yeah, so all, all you do now is just feel this immense vibration from the uh, the snake roaring through this uh, airplane hangar. Good. Do I hear anything else, or is it just? It's just it's know. you just hear you don't hear anything. Well, I don't else. hear anything. Like I just hear the or feel the. Yeah. Okay. You are deaf now. Good. Uh, now here's a question. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to uh, mending. Hmm. I, I I doubt it, but it was a long shot, you know, bard life. Nope. Didn't think so. I... It's a good shot, but mending mm. is literally to fix like physical things. There, You would have to get a certain type of healing magic or healing scroll to heal biological things. Okay. But good try. Well, it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. It's okay. You're just completely deaf in this giant chamber with this huge snake. What? God damn it. I'm super <laughs> I'm gonna totally murder you with this giant snake. Worth it. Worth it. Alright. So in my cause I feel like this was too funny to have these two spells mm-hmm. because that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um Oh wow, that is sort of perfect. Isn't it though? Uh for the audience at home, one of the two of the spells that that Pades took are silence and blindness slash deafness. So Okay. Okay. So, I think what I need to do, um, judging by, you know, how much of a stupor am I in? Yeah, I mean, I, you are fucked up. <laughs> real hard. Like, nothing like a bard who can't hear. Yep. Um, I guess, uh, hmm. Let's see, now do I see anything in the 60 feet or whatever? Because, like, this snake, like, is it? still around the room or is it like now now it is like coiling and winding its way around the room basically like looking for you um and this is just the immediate turn after it ejected you so it's actually still moving to the opposite side of the room okay um so so you were looking at that one wall we'll just say that you were looking at uh you were looking at the east wall where you shot the arrow the thing slid, slithered around to the other side of the room and disappeared. So he was on the west side of the wall and came screaming for you, for you from west to east. And is now heading back to the like to the part where the snake was originally. Back to the west. Yep. 
Okay, but I think I'm gonna head, try to head back toward the south, see if I can find a door or something that he might be blocking. Okay. And then figure out from there. Yeah, so perfect. You uh, uh, take a full move, I imagine, because you can't really, I mean, you could try to attack it. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah, 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 no. What? Hard pass. So you go to, you keep running. You see the snake tail disappear mm-hmm. and is now on the other side of the room doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see ahead of you, a uh, hundred feet in front of you, not a hundred feet, uh, 60 feet in front of you. Um, there are four doorways um, that this snake's body must have been hiding Mm-hmm. Um, there are inscriptions above each doorway, but you're too far away to see it. Okay. And is my, with the snake consistently moving, I imagine that my time to look at those inscriptions and get close is very limited. Yeah. Okay. Because you can also feel the ground vibrating behind you. Good. Good, 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 good. <laughs> good. Um, I think, so there's 60 feet in front of me? Yes. I think I'm going to use fairy fire. And each object, this says range 60 feet, mm-hmm. uh, is outlined in blue, green, and violet light. Mm-hmm. My choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, the objects and the affected creature shed a dim light. Nice. So I guess, you know, enhance my sight. Yep. So he fails his dex save. So um, you see behind you this glowing bright aura as the snake is like just screaming towards you. Good. Um, Let's, uh, so you've got a turn to get there. It's got basically one attack on you before you get to those doors. Okay. So we'll do his attack on you first. Okay. Uh, Make a dexterity saving throw for me. All right. That's six plus five. Oh, 11. Not good enough, my dude. <laughs> so this thing, uh, you're like almost to the doors and you see these teeth close in around you um, and you uh, you get swallowed by the snake. <laughs> so uh, I think something that would be kind of cool is we... Uh, so the scene ends and the camera pulls back and we see this this dim light begin to fade around the uh, around the four doors. Um, each at the top of each door is a uh, the first door has a young child. The second door has a youthful like like a kid or a teenager. The third door is uh, is a upright, just an adult. And the fourth door is a hunched over old man and the light slowly fades and the room becomes totally dark again as we see and feel the snake move to its resting position covering the doors. Cut over to Pades, who is uh, sitting inside the enormous stomach of this snake. Um, Pades, you you get the last little bit here. Describe what Pades is doing inside the stomach of this enormous snake. Well, um, he looks at his tambourine, slightly relieved that he can't hear the stupid <laughs> thing anymore. Um, and he's he figures he's got all the time in the world to mess with this mandolin, and maybe he'll figure something out. But uh, he sits there laughing to himself, going, now that I'm already inside you, the seduction's coming, big boy. <laughs> fade to black <laughs> awesome oh my gosh chris that was freaking sweet uh i was excited i got to use the giant snake this game glad i could help you out. <laughs> yeah um yeah so chris uh tell the folks at home if there's anything if you have any projects coming up or you have anything you want to promote or shout out and now's the time to do that well nothing yet but uh thanks paul for uh well i guess introducing me to this world <laughs> from the very get-go yeah no, I, I really appreciate your time today. I uh, appreciate going in, not knowing anything about D&D and coming away with, uh, you know, I, I hope that this sort of inspires ideas or, you know, if anyone, if you're ever drunk at a friend's house one time and they're like, we got nothing to do, 
I strongly encourage you to show people D&D and there it takes so little all you have to do is just start making shit up and if you don't know the rules just make shit up um, <laughs> I really appreciate your time today Chris everyone uh, Chris Williams is the sound bard for Des Moines and Dragons so anytime you see our live productions uh, it is Chris Williams that is providing the orchestral score the Mortal Kombat sound effects the uh, screaming kids the screaming children <laughs> <laughs> the constant screaming children uh that is all thanks to chris williams i am so appreciative of all the time he puts into helping me do these live shows and helping me out today i just can't express how appreciative i am and the only way i could show him how was to swallow him with a giant snake but not kill him because I like the idea that the soundbar at our shows somehow escaped from this giant snake. I mean, the seduction's coming, big boy. Oh, God. <laughs> and on that note, thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Last Life, presented by Des Moines and Dragons. Have yourself a good day and a great week. We'll talk to you later. A game of one-on-one D&D. You have to roll to stay alive. Dungeon Master versus Player Character. And you're on your last line. Will the challenger make it out of the dungeon and defeat the boss? You have to roll to stay alive. Good luck. And roll the dice. And you're on your last line.